Hello, and welcome to this episode of Dallas Christian College's Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Spees, and we are continuing in our series of podcasts looking at current topics and events that are impacting our society, the world of education, and the local church. And as always, our goal is to create fresh and engaging conversation with you, our listener. And today I'm here with DCC's president, Dr. Brian Smith, the vice president of academic affairs, Dr. John Derry, and Mark Worley, DCC's vice president of institutional advancement. In this episode, we are discussing the future of Christian higher education, especially in light of our current state of affairs. And so I'm going to turn it over now to Mark Worley, who is our moderator, and I'll let him kick us off. Thanks, Scott. Hey, uh, wow, we're here with a couple of really powerhouse uh, folks in the area of higher education. So uh, I know that you, uh, you're you familiar with uh, Dr. Brian Smith, who has shared on uh, Christian Worldview. Uh also the president of DCC, so he speaks from uh, an academic background for sure. Uh, Dr. John Derry is also with us here, uh, vice president for academic affairs at DCC, but he's got a rich history in higher education. So, John, why don't you just share a little bit about uh, where you started, where you came from, what you're doing. Yeah, thanks, Mark. It's uh, good to be with you today, and I appreciate the opportunity to be a part of the podcast I've spent my uh, entire career in in Christian higher education, going back over 35 years, and uh, that started out with uh, as VP for student development at Milligan College in in Tennessee, and then I left there, and I was president here at Dallas for five years. Great experience, and really loved that, and then went from uh, DCC to Hope International University, where I was uh, president for 16 years, and then we uh, retired just last year and moved back to Texas to be near some family, and in doing so... uh, uh, had the opportunity to come back and be a part of DCC again. So I just really love being back. And some of the same people that I hired when I was here as president are still with us. So commend you for that. Yeah. Uh, so so a couple of things. One is uh, uh, John has just uh, been published in uh, a Christian Standard, an article that you wrote on higher education. And, uh, you know, I, I think uh, John is coming from uh, 16 years in California and so we're going to follow up on that because, boy, that that just must have been a, a difficult place to be in higher education. So we'll talk a little bit more about that. But your article was uh, entitled Navigating the Perfect Storm, and it really had to do with the state of higher education. So uh, why don't you talk a little bit about that, John, just, uh, y- y- you know, why you wrote the article and and kind of some of the, the aspects of that article. Yeah, I'd be glad to. When, uh, as I mentioned, I retired last year, and when I did, there were about six other Christian university presidents in Southern California who retired at the same time. And it wasn't like we coordinated our decision, but it was. Uh, or you well, might have. We might have. And, well, actually, I've said Let's that. Bail. We, we knew that COVID 19 was coming, so we decided we probably should retire before I got here. So, right. unfortunately, Brian didn't get the word. Right. That's right. Nobody told me. <laughs> so. Uh, but as and recently, I was uh, on a Zoom call with several of those guys, and we were all re- reflecting on our time in California about how mm-hmm. challenging it had been, uh, all the things that were happening in higher education. And then when this COVID-19 thing hit, I said, you know, that's just one more. It's kind of like the icing on the cake. And so it reminded me of that movie, The Perfect Storm, with uh, George Clooney, how all these weather conditions kind of came together at the same time for this enormous un 
unprecedented storm. And uh, so I thought that's kind of what's happening in higher education today. And there's a lot of challenges that we're facing, especially as Christian colleges, but all of higher education as well. So, John, do, do you view that as a, a challenge or, or, or kind of a depressing type of thing to see, you know, the state of uh, Christian higher education? Well, I think it'd be easy to get depressed. <clears throat> um, I mentioned in the article that there's a guy named Clayton Christensen, who is a Harvard professor in the business college there, who uh, has been named one of the greatest thinkers in the world. And he's the father of what's called disruption theory. And disruption theory is how there are certain things that happen in our culture and society that just turn everything upside down. And uh, that technology coming along just changed our world. It changed retail, it changed banking, it changed health care, and it impacted higher education as well. So he said what you've seen happening in the rest of the, of the world is going to happen in higher education because we've been following this same model now for about over 200 years in America. And now this perfect storm is coming together. And he said you know, there, his prediction were that in the next 10 to 15 years, as many as half of colleges and universities, not just Christian colleges, will either uh, go bankrupt or close or merge. And we're already seeing some big trends along those lines with for-profit schools and, and private schools, state universities, uh, the whole higher education world in kind of is chaos and turmoil right now. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Brian, uh, you've, you've been at uh, higher education uh, for a while mm -hmm. in uh, different forms, but, right. but as, as a president for six years. Uh, so uh, what do you see? I mean, do you see, uh, I mean, is it, is it exciting to you? Is it a challenge for you? Is it a danger for you? Is it uh, depressing for you uh, about, you know, right here at Dallas Christian College? Right. I, I would give uh, all those questions a hearty yes. Uh, probably all of those things. Uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting that uh, maybe every leader has thought this, but maybe this is one of the hardest times to have come into uh, a leadership role like this. And uh, uh, definitely we've been facing challenges for um, a while in various forms. And, and in, in Christian higher education, those are cultural challenges, they're spiritual challenges, they're, they're all of those things. But then you've got you know, demographic and financial challenges and enrollment challenges and all those things that we're going to discuss that uh, are, are, they do have a level of excitement. The, the truth is, and, and, and I'm sure we'll get to this in the conversation, but, you know, when, when you have pressure, it can drive innovation. It can drive you to change. And that part is exciting to me, but it depends on the day. Sometimes I wake up and wonder, is there any way that will end up thriving out of this, we as, as Christian higher education, um, or, or will, it, will it kill us metaphorically? Uh, I, I don't know. It, it, it really does depend on the day. So, so I would say it's both. It's threats and opportunities. It's both. Yeah, so <clears throat> going back to you, John, you share how uh, a few of the conditions that are contributing to this, mm -hmm. but historically speaking, I mean, it's almost kind of like a perfect storm. Waves come mm -hmm. and, and, and go. So historically speaking, I mean, uh, Bible colleges, Christian higher education, uh, theology used to be like the queen of all disciplines. Mm -hmm. So, um, I mean, in, in your view, and, and you, you were uh, vice president for student development back at Milligan University, and you, you were in the East, mm -hmm. uh, so to speak, but also in a conservative, a fairly conservative mm -hmm. area. So historically speaking, 
I mean, what do you think has happened to the uh, Christian colleges themselves that would lend to some of these conditions that we're going to talk about here in a minute? I mean, I'm just talking about historically. Yeah, you know, we've always had challenges. I mean, so yeah. I can't think of, of a time in our history of Christian church colleges that they were not strapped financially. So, I mean, we, that's, that's not changed. Can that's I hear an better. amen? Amen. <laughs> that's right. And uh, I think quite often schools will say, well, you know, we're resilient. We can bounce back. We've been through this before. And in, in the recession in 2008, that's kind of what we heard. But it's different this time. And, and some, things, some things are happening today in uh, Christian higher education that didn't happen before. And part of those things that are con- contributing to this perfect storm are beyond our control. Uh, you take, for example, a demographic shift. Uh, most of our schools have thrived on the typical 18 to 22-year-old. Some of our schools started some online programs to reach out to adults. But the real heart of who we have been has been that 18-year-old student coming out of high school. And over the last several years, that demographic has continued to decline. Right. And uh, along with that, there's a what they call a demographic cliff coming in 2025, 26, when there's going to be even fewer of those students. Mm-hmm. So the the market that we used to reach out to to uh, we depended upon for the bulk of our undergraduate students is shrinking, and the competition's heating up from other schools. And then another thing I've observed happening is. When I was in, I went to Lincoln Christian University, an undergrad school, and uh, when I was, in, you know, got out, we was hired by a Christian church uh, to be their preacher, and then I was a campus minister, and there was a time when our churches would only hire somebody who graduated from one of our colleges. Well, those days are behind us, <laughs> and they're not coming back. So now, when a church gets ready to hire a new staff member, um, it may come from within their congregation, a person who never went to a Christian college or Bible college. Uh, there may be individuals who um, they're being hired who went to just another brand name, Christian college somewhere in the country, and that's good enough. So that loyalty to our schools within the Christian independent Christian church just doesn't exist as much anymore. So, so let's let's follow up on that a little bit. I mean, I was I was reading your article, and one of the things you talked about was loyalty, you know, to uh, Bible colleges. And wh- what do you think about that? I mean, you, you brought up the topic. So, for example, you know, at, at a church, uh, somebody in the church has leadership skills, okay, and maybe they went to a conservative. Uh, college or university, okay, not not a Bible college, not a, not a, a Christian college, but I mean, like here in the state of Texas, uh, Texas A and M is known as a pretty pretty conservative school. So, I mean, wh- why why go to a Christian college? Why go to Dallas Christian College instead of going to Texas A and M? You know, what do you get? What do you get in a Christian college? Why do we even need Christian colleges if we've got conservative universities like Texas A&M? Yeah, and, and that's a great question. I, and I'm not saying that those graduates aren't going to be very effective in, in church leadership roles because I know have many friends who went that path and are now serving in churches and very successfully so. Uh, but I think that there's something unique about our colleges that understand our churches. It's kind of in our DNA. And it's not that you have to go to a Christian church Bible college or a Christian college to serve one of our churches, but when you get a student that's gone through 
this, they, they have a better understanding of the restoration movement, of our values, of our doctrines, and, uh, and theology, and as, as Brian's been talking about, a Christian worldview. That's some things that they get <clears throat> from our schools that they're just not getting at those institutions. And so when a church hires somebody like that, then they're faced with, okay, how do I give them what they didn't get at that institution? And so I think there's, there's an opportunity there for us as a, uh, a Dallas Christian College to come alongside those churches and say, we can provide something like that for you. And uh, th a great example of that today is what's happening at Compass Christian Church with Compass Academy. And I hope that someday you guys can do a podcast mm -hmm. on about, about that partnership with the, this church out here yeah, in Colleyville. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Brian, any, what do you think? Uh, why, why, is, why are Christian colleges needed more today, you know, as far as uh, church leadership? <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and if you heard uh, episode one and, and, and two uh, of this <laughs> podcast, you'll, you'll hear us talk uh, extensively about the way that we teach Christian worldview. Um, you know, the truth is that, that – you know, God can raise up leaders from anywhere. He can raise up those people with and without formal Christian education. And I don't devalue the work of the Spirit, the work of <laughs> the work of God as He does that. However, uh, I do think it's a very special kind of preparation that colleges like ours do uh, to help that student uh, get deeply into the Word of God, to be able to to teach it competently, to help it to transform lives and communities and. Um, you know, take that to places of influence, to, to take that Christian worldview and uh, impact society, impact their churches. You, you know, I would say uh, in a large church staff, for example, uh, there, there's maybe a critical mass analogy that one could use that, um, you know, you can definitely raise up leaders from within that church, and that should absolutely be key uh, uh, to that church. But I think that it, it is helpful uh, to have some that have been through a very significant uh, college and maybe even seminary preparation uh, to be able to uh, go to that next level when it comes to uh, uh, teaching and uh, leading that uh, uh, you just need a critical mass of those kinds of leaders to make sure that the church stays on mission and is successful the way God wants it to be. Yeah, it, it almost mm -hmm. sounds a little bit like an infomercial, and we don't don't mean it that <laughs> no, way. No, absolutely not. I mean, no. we, are, we are truly talking about the role of Christian higher education. That's what we're talking about. So, um, John, in your article, you, you were saying, hey, there's a few conditions that are contributing to the higher, higher education perfect storm. You mentioned the fewer high school graduates, and, and demographics tell us that. I mean, I, I, I'm a millennial, and my, my generation was the largest. Uh, I mean, I, I'm a... I'm a uh, Thank just, you. Just wanted to catch you on that. Yeah, yeah, I'm a baby that, boomer. So I'm a baby boomer. Nobody that's on this right. podcast can yeah. see you, but I don't think yeah, you're a boomer. You didn't look that young to me. Either. I'm not that young. I'm not that young. Thank you. God bless you both. Okay, so, so as a baby boomer, you know, my generation was the was the largest. And I know when I was going to college, man, everybody was going to college primarily because of a thing called Vietnam War. Uh, but, you know, millennials, that's where, that's where I was going. Millennials. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're actually the larger generation, and I could see that from, uh, you know, prospective students and things like that, that that, I think, John, you mentioned falling off a cliff. You know, you have that, but that along with other things. And so, you, you, John, you, you mentioned uh, another, 
uh, condition was the questioning the value and necessity of a college degree, period. Uh, why don't you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, this is not unique to uh, Christian colleges. This is across the board in yeah. higher education where people are saying, you know, I just don't know if it's worth spending $150,000 or $200,000 for a four-year degree, uh, which is what it costs at a lot of private Christian universities today. So they're, <clears throat> they're thinking, I'm not sure I need to do that if I want to be a worship leader or a pastor in a church or a youth minister. And, uh, but the same thing is true with in, the, in the corporate world as well. You've got a lot of corporations out there, you know, your, your Google and Facebook and people that are hiring thousands of employees. And they're saying, you know, we can train you better than you can get at a college or university. Yeah. So they're questioning that, the value of it in terms of um, <clears throat> the other thing that we've seen a lot of criticism of, and once again, not just Christian colleges, but universities are saying, you know, you're turning out graduates that don't know what they need to know <laughs> when we hire them. And so I have to end up training them myself anyway. So I, that's why I really am a strong advocate for the kind of things that we're doing at DCC and other universities where people can get good practical experience while they're getting their undergraduate education. Yeah, you know, uh, I, I heard uh, a few years ago, you know, it's go, go to, uh, you know, you go to a Christian college, uh, not necessarily to, to learn how to make a living, but how to live. Mm -hmm. But these days, mm -hmm. uh, parents are going, no, we don't want to spend $100,000 on knowing how to live. We want you to make a living. Uh, so, so how does that come into play, John? You know? Well, and I understand that. That's, that's a legitimate concern that families should have when, <clears throat> when their child is going to a college or, uh, or you're deciding about where to go to school. It's like, you know, I'm I really want to be a well-rounded individual, but I also have to make a living when I graduate. Yeah. I mean, that's reality. So it's important that we have tracks that people can go down that, that will give them the opportunity to make a living. So there's nothing to be ashamed of or embarrassed about and requesting that. It's just that when that becomes your sole deciding factor about where you're going to go to school, you've got a very narrow perspective on it. Yeah, and the pressure, uh, Brian, is on independent Christian colleges that have a tendency to want to uh, sell out, I guess is the word, you know, to say, look, uh, wait, we, we've got to move completely to the practical aspects and let's back off of the Bible. But I know, I know that here at Dallas Christian College, we have a major in Bible and business, Bible and psychology, Bible and. So, so what led to that? <clears throat> Yeah, well, uh, you know, if we back up to, to the purpose of higher education for centuries now, it's been more about developing the whole person. And, and, and the recent shift, the, the, the recent criticism of that, uh, when you hear of it, it's mostly on financial terms. It's mostly about what does that do economically, what does that do career-wise. Again, a very legitimate concern, um, but uh, that's exactly what, what we have to try so hard to balance at, at, at all Christian colleges and universities is to figure out how do we help that person develop fully as a follower of Christ, as a person who can proclaim the gospel, but also as a person who has Christian worldview, but also as a person who, who can actually pursue a professional career and not just be as good as someone from a, quote, secular university, but maybe better maybe more ethically minded, maybe more well-rounded, because you, the truth is that having a good career with or without a college education will only get you so far in life that, um, you know, uh, for most of us who, who had uh, a great experience in higher education, maybe even graduate degrees, 
um, at least for me, I'll just speak for myself then, you know, uh, it's more about what it did to me, what it turned me into, what it helped me become. Um, I appreciate all the other aspects, but it's, you know, it's, it's bigger than that. It's gotta be because the, the way that Christian higher education, higher education, and even education is discussed in our culture is, is very reductionist, not to use a big word like I did last couple of weeks, but, but, but it's reductionist. It's education's purely about getting something. It's getting a career, getting a salary, driving economics, all valid points. Uh, but in our culture, I think more than ever, we've got to think about what kind of people are we producing? What kind of people are we helping to shape that can actually have a positive impact? So you have a great career, but have you done anything for society? So you have a great career. Have you done anything to spread the gospel? I mean, it, use, you know, having eternity in mind here, that good grief, uh, that's just... Uh, that's way more important than than any of the other other concerns. But balancing those is really hard to do, but really important. Well, hey, uh, I, I know guys that uh, I mean, this has been pretty incredible, and it, the time has moved qu- pretty quickly. Uh, John, we still want to take more uh, a deeper look at your article because you you have some more conditions. Uh, that are in this perfect storm. So I think what we're going to have to do is probably do this in the next episode and really pick up on uh, this perfect storm that's happening in Christian higher education. Sure, we're glad to do that. Thanks. I want to thank you guys both for uh, for being here and being a part of this episode today. And and we are. We've, we've laid out well the problem and the current status. And uh, Dr. Derry and his article offers some pretty uh, unique and, and pretty uh, pointed uh, solutions and, and things that we need to do to stay on mission, to be flexible, and to form some partnerships for the future. And so we're going to talk about that in our next episode. If you want to learn more about Dallas Christian College, you can check us out at our website, www.dallas.edu. And just as we were coming to the end of, of our discussion, I couldn't help but, but be thinking, you know, Dr. Smith, what you were saying about the importance of calling and purpose, and that is at the heart of DCC's mission, where we educate and mentor students to be people of influence, engaging in their calling to the work of Christ in the church and in the world. And I think right now we are in a season of life where that is so important. So I can't wait to hear what we talk about next. Uh, Thank you all again for joining us. If you want to share this, please do that. Let your friends know about our podcast. And uh, stay safe, stay healthy, take care, God bless, and we will catch you next time.